welcome to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. Join me each week for inspirational stories from people making sustainable changes in their lives, their work and their communities, as well as solo episodes from me exploring the small changes we can all make each and every day to make a big difference to the planet. In this episode, I was lucky enough to get the chance to have a good old chinwag with Sarah Venn, founder of community gardening project Incredible Edible Bristol. We talk about lots of different things, but one of the things that really struck me was when Sarah was talking about the power of such a seemingly benign thing as gardening to transform not only communities, but also people's lives. Now, in this episode, when we were recording, Sarah was stationed in her uh, particularly hip co-working space, surrounded by, in her words, an awful lot of moustache wax. So there is a little bit of background noise and some clunking and thudding in the background, and my editing skills as yet are not good enough to be able to remove that. Um, and I'm still working out how to even out the sound between um, sort of my voice recording and Sarah's voice recording. So the editing isn't yet perfect, but I hope that you'll stick with it and um, that it won't take away from your enjoyment of this episode. So here we go. So today I'm really excited to be chatting to Sarah Venn, who's a professional horticulturalist. Is that how <laughs> I said that right? And also the, the founder of Community Growing Project Incredible Edible in Bristol. And I've been wanting to talk to Sarah for ages. She's one of the first people I thought of when I first had the idea for this podcast because she just has this amazing knack for building community and for engaging people in what she's doing, um, both online and um, offline as well. So hello, Sarah. Welcome. Hi. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Oh, it's really, really exciting to speak to you. So it's usually easier rather than my little attempt at an introduction if, if you kind of introduce yourself and tell us in your own words a little bit about what it is that that you do sure so i run an organization in bristol called incredible edible bristol which is part of a worldwide movement that began in west yorkshire in 2007 um and what do we do we create food growing spaces um in pieces of land that are lost and unloved. So we turn these sad little pockets of, of land, wherever they might be, into beautiful, productive spaces. I love it. I absolutely love it. And how long have you been going in Bristol? We've been going for three years now, just over three years, yeah. Yeah. And what yeah. got you involved in it in the first place? Oh, crumbs, a whole load of stuff. I mean, I've been working in horticulture for, you know, yes. since time in memoriam <laughs> um, and, and had left and had come to Bristol to do a job that theoretically should have been the best thing in the world and just wasn't so I was kind of looking around going what do I want to do next and I'd come to Bristol because I knew that there was this great community gardening scene that people were you know doing stuff that it was an action-based place yeah and I kind of arrived thinking incredible edible will always will already be here It, it will already be a thing and I will just slot into whatever it is was my kind of thought. Yeah. So I arrived, and I said this to somebody yesterday, I googled Incredible Edible Bristol about nine billion times. <laughs> and it just wasn't there, and I was thinking, well, this is ridiculous, it's Bristol, why is it not there? And then suddenly realised that actually here was this massive opportunity. So I had been watching what was going on in Todmorden, where it first began, and around the country, and going, oh, I really want in on this. But I'd kind of been in the southeast, where if you... 
if you mentioned a community garden, you got patted on the head and sort of said, oh, oh, aren't you sweet? Aren't you lovely? Off you run now. Um, and so I came to Bristol and people were going, you know, stuff was going on. And I thought, is there a space? You know, because I didn't want to start tr- treading on people's toes or whatever. And there just was. So so I c- I've been I've been what well, I can, you know, thinking about it and working out how it was going to work. And then I woke up one Sunday morning and it was it was cold. It was January. There was nothing to do. And I thought, right, I'm just going to just going to spend some time on YouTube Googling community gardening and found Ron Finley. And I watched Ron Finley's TED talk. And within 20 minutes of it finishing, I'd tweeted to the world, is anybody interested in Incredible Edible Bristol? And it appeared they were. Um, and so we began. Brilliant. And just to backtrack a little bit for those mm. people who aren't um, as familiar with the whole Incredible Edible project, you said right at the beginning it was about sort of community gardening and um, sort of turning unloved spaces into to growing projects. Can sure. you just kind of expand on that? Yeah, sure. So it's a bit it's a bit more than that. What we do is we have three plates effectively that we keep spinning. So those plates are community education and um community education and business you see even i have to keep remembering (laughs) um and effectively what we do is yes we take these lost and unloved spaces and we create productive ones out of them but we do it in a way that includes the whole community so we do it through working with volunteers and community gardeners you know in those spaces we do it by with, we do it with learning in that we're constantly teaching people, you know, that the, the, what are becoming the lost skills of of growing yeah. and cooking and preserving and all of that stuff. Um, and we work with business by saying to businesses, you know, you can be in on this in whatever way you can yeah. or you want. You know, you can support us financially. You can give us stuff. We can come and make you a garden. Um, you know, we can use your land, all of that sort of stuff. So it's a proper yeah. whole community project oh no that's that's absolutely amazing and I and and I just the way it, the whole thing has has kind of spread you know from one person having this yeah. idea um in Todmorden and then and then again to you having this idea in Bristol and to how kind of big it's got so how how big is it now in Bristol so we have we we're on Monday we'll be we're <laughs> <sighs> on Monday we'll be putting in our 40th garden. Wow. So yeah, it's it's huge. So we have we have 40 gardens that we support um from gardens that are a meter squared box to an entire park. Um we have um a community schools program which is um it's an online resource for teachers who are up to their eyeballs and going we know we need to do this but we don't know where to begin so it basically takes you from the first week in September to the third week in July just following that um we've worked on a food waste program we uh what else have we done yeah we've created um, gardens for businesses so we we do that quite a lot and that's quite a way that we bring in we bring in funds what's your kind of driving force behind you know I read you said on your website you work something crazy like 80 hours a week and all this but like what's your what's the the... so first of all I don't suppose I really think about this as being work okay it's not it's not work I mean you know it's not work for for two reasons partly because actually 90% of what I do I do voluntarily so it's really 
hard to look at it as work. I think it is just what I do. It's what I am. It's what I believe deeply in the power of gardening, really passionately that actually, you know, if, if we are going to move forwards um, in a world where we know that people have to, we know people have to engage with nature, but we also know that more and more people are moving into cities that we have to look at how we bring nature into cities not yeah. we send people out of cities to nature yeah, yeah um so i think you know i'm I'm passionate about good horticulture i'm passionate about people and food and social justice and you know food poverty and and people in bristol who you know we have this great thing in bristol you know everybody go, oh bristol green mm. lush you know and yes it is don't get me wrong it's an amazing city but there are pockets where you can use the phrase food desert and it is appropriate, you know. Um, and, and so, you know, that whole thing where, you know, we really want to pull in everybody to this mm. and just make it a proper citywide project where everybody recognises what it is and what it does. And I think that's what kind of pushes me on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, there's a, um, a bit I was... I was um sort of scouring your website last night and in it there's a there's a, a sentence on there where it says something about um this being the most empowering thing you've ever been a part of oh it absolutely is it absolutely is i am humbled every day by what i do yeah it's just it's extraordinary it's absolutely extraordinary you know the people that we meet the people who come along and get involved you know they all have the most incredible stories that you know and and for them to want to be a part of our story is it's just it's amazing yeah definitely and how have you gone about you kind of arrived in in Bristol and Mm. presumably you didn't really know anybody and yeah and like I said right at the start, one of the, the things that I love about everything you do is how engaging you are. How did you go about going from nothing to this, you know, huge project with 40 gardens and and getting everybody so involved and so engaged? Crumbs, I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> so Twitter's quite useful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I am well known for my Twittering and I believe deeply actually in the power of social media as long as you use it as a positive force um and so I think when I came to Bristol I did you know I've always used Twitter as a way to meet people so you know I would say that I've probably I've probably met upwards of 200 people that I talk to regularly on Twitter if not more um and and when I first arrived in Bristol what I did was I kind of just spoke to people on Twitter and said who fancies a cup of tea and you know so I kind of made this 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 network um but I also I went and worked at one of the um the city farms voluntarily for a while um and that kind of gave me a bit of an insight into Mm. stuff and I just got involved with volunteering myself yeah um you know and and looking at what was going on and sort of going and saying hello and and offering skills and not such skills you know um yeah and and I I'd like to tell you that I there was a prescription and I know how it happened (laughs) but I really don't I have no idea I mean you know when we very first began we held this massive meeting in the same building that I'm in now actually um in this room that held 100 people and I can remember thinking nobody's going to turn up Mm. it was you know it was like oh we're having a party and nobody's going to come you know and it amazed me that actually we had to shut the doors wow it was full that was it we couldn't let anybody else in it was you know even this cool space was going this is a health and safety (laughs) issue oh my god um and I don't I don't know I think 
I think in all honesty that I try really, really, really hard to be really, really positive yeah. all the time, yeah. you know, because actually if you look at things, there is always a positive spin on them. Mm. Um, and what we do is it's positive. You know, we, we take these tatty old sort of rubbish strewn spaces yeah. and we turn them into bright, lovely, colourful, productive gardens, um, you know, that, that feed people, that feed pollinators, that bring nature into the city, all of that stuff. Yeah. And I guess that's a real positive force for change Yeah, absolutely. in a really safe kind of a way. So I think it's probably that that pulls people in. Yeah. I think you I are. I love following you on Twitter because you you are just so um, so cheery and so positive and um, yeah, it's really lovely. And and do you know, Jen? It was it, Jen. It's funny. I was um, I was announced in Bristol. We have something called Happy City, and yes. Happy City make a year. They do, they do, they make this thing where they they say, "Oh, these are our twenty five happiness champions for the year." And and they they announced that I was going to be a happiness champion this year, which is amazing. And I went, but but my immediate thought is, you know, I'm cross a lot of the time. <laughs> I think that I'm actually fueled by you know crossness and frustration yeah. and and quite a bit of anger. Yeah. But actually, I think I'm very good at spinning that yeah. and going, you know, th- that's what fires me up and keeps me going. Mm. And and people can see that. They can see that actually this is a really lovely thing to be doing. But, you know, we're not doing it just for loveliness. Yes. We're doing it because we're actually challenging how public space is used. You know, we're saying, you know, local food should be available to local people. Mm. You know, all of all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I just think I wrap it up and manage to put a bow on it somehow. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and a lot of what you're saying about the kind of power of, of gardening mm. kind of reminds me of um, lots of times when I write about mending and it seems like this really benign, and, and I guess a lot of crafts and things, it seems like a yeah. really benign, really gentle thing. But actually, I love that kind of quiet rebellion, that kind of, in, in you know, in doing something like you're doing or in just the simple act of, you know, mending a pair mm. of jeans. Yeah. It's this quiet act of rebellion of kind of just gently disrupting the status quo and the kind of no when things don't have to be like that, you know. I, yeah. I, I I'm just one person, but I can I can just quietly change yeah. this over here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And it is. It's that. It's that gentle disruption. Yeah. Um, that 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 makes people feel that they can get involved with it because it's safe. Yeah. It feels really um, safe but is challenging and is making change and is getting noticed. And that makes people feel, you know, it does that thing where, you know, people, you can see people puff their chest up Yeah. and go, I was, I was part of that. And that's really important. Yeah. And, and with, you know, with the gardening, you, you actually get that really visual change, don't you? Going from, like you said, a really dis, um, yeah you know, an unused plot of yeah. land probably looking yes. a bit ugly and a bit of an eyesore yes. to something that people are really proud of and really yeah. pleased to be a and, part and, of. And really pleased to be a part of. But I think, you know, the other thing we do is we bring people together mm. and that that is really powerful. We've made this amazing community of people um, who, you know, who turn up in come hell or high water, you know, get involved, all have their own stories but are all really committed because it gives them an opportunity to to do what they love, which is gardening, but actually also to have a conversation. Mm. And it's kind of a conversation in a safe space where nobody's going to be judgmental. Um, 
you, you know, and, and I've heard some extraordinary conversations that you just think, gosh, nowhere else would I be privy to hearing yeah. those those two completely different people talking about something that they deeply disagree on and yet ag- agreeing on their disagreements and yes. y- you know and and that is extraordinary yeah and and I think something like gardening has that ability to to cross all the boundaries doesn't yeah it? There's, yeah um, and and I think when you're focusing on something that effectively is quite repetitive mm. your conversation is kind of subconscious and yes. secondary to what's going on. So you don't think about it as deeply as you would if, for example, you were talking to somebody on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you, you just kind of let go. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's, it's an amazingly powerful thing to be a part of. Yeah. And what are some of your favourite stories of the, the transformations, both of spaces and of people and communities? So, I, th- I mean, I think, I mean, I, you know, one of my biggest kind of like yay was we work in a space called the bear pit which is right in the middle of bristol city center it's a it's dropped roundabout that was dropped in the 1960s i think um and has kind of tunnels going into it and you know you can imagine antisocial behavior is rife Mm. in there or has been rife in there um and we've been working alongside a, a big group of people to kind of try and change that not displace the people that use it but make it feel like a more safe and inclusive space um so we have made a garden in there over the last year and the change that that garden has started to make to that space along with businesses that are now working down there you know there's there's a coffee shop there's a fruit stand there's a a bus with a restaurant in it um and then there's there's this beautiful garden. If that, that, that sounds a bit big-headed, doesn't it? But there <laughs> is a beautiful garden, um, which is all full of subtly edible stuff. But it's not, you know, it's not, you know, it's not an, an allotment yes. site. It's not an overtly edible space. Mm. Um, but you know that the whole idea of it and the hope for it was that it would give people the opportunity to kind of just take some time out and sit and ponder, which is quite tricky when you've got lorries and ambulances and buses going around you but nonetheless you know we see it happening um yeah and that is making extraordinary change and I think you know it's gardens like that that really you know I've always said of all the things that I've ever done in horticulture Mm. at this point that is the thing of which I am most proud because how could I possibly not be it's you know it's making change um so I think you know that's yeah things like that are amazing we've just started i mean another thing that we've we've literally just begun on in the last three weeks is avonmouth which is an area of bristol that has a lot of issues it's very it's industrial it has massive air pollution problems um we we got talking to a lady who lives literally next door to the railway station who was saying you know i'd love to do something with the railway station it's really sad it's really gray so we thought, okay well we could probably make a garden so we're turning over mouse station into effectively a community garden um you know with this amazing lady who has just banged on people's doors until they've agreed bless her (laughs) to come out and help um you know and and it's that whole thing where people just go yeah really want in on this let's go Mm. and um, having the ability and you know the the having people have the enough trust in you to be able you know so that you can go into these these communities that are struggling you know it's it's hard living in a place where you know 20 miles up well five miles up the road the you know the life expectancy is something like 10 years more than it is where you live um you know it it, to to have that kind of uh, you know to to be given that trust to go in and support something is extraordinary yeah 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 
And how do you um, how do you kind of sustain yourself? How do you you know when you you, you said you you know you're working incredibly yes. long hours and a lot of it is um, voluntary and yes. how do you not end up so, kind of resenting it and resenting the time and keep the passion? Um, <laughs> or do you? So so I, well no I I I I you know the, the minute I feel like that will be the mm. minute that I walk away I think um, I think I think I mean. Primarily, I'm very lucky in that I have an amazing husband who completely <laughs> understands my passion, yeah. and so is pretty is very willing to work a sixty hour week in order to you know support us. Oh. Um, you know, so that's one thing. I mean, I do I do some horticultural consultancy. Mm. I do garden consultancy. I do quite a lot of social media for people actually, yeah. um, which is really great. I love doing that, um, and. Uh, yeah, you know, I just fit bits and pieces in here, there and everywhere. I'm really lucky in that I've got to the point where people sometimes will pay me to come and talk to yes, them. Yeah. You know, all of all of that stuff um, where, you know, and, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not earning anywhere near what, <laughs> what the basic minimum wage is. Yeah. But actually, it's about looking at a different type of prosperity. Yes. And I would say that I'm the richest woman I know. Yes that abundance in yeah. in so many different forms absolutely yeah 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 um and you mentioned the the kind of um social media there and, and like mm. I'm a huge fan uh, like you of social media and its ability to bring people together and and that you know that, that you yeah. can have a community that isn't don't all have to be in the same space you have this kind yes. of online community of of people yeah. supporting each other and things how um how have you did you kind of consciously go about building a, a kind of Twitter following or is it just oh, something gosh. that happened or so I I joined Twitter in about 2008 and then when I don't get this because I'd followed Stephen Fry and I'd yeah. followed the BBC and I'd done all that silly stuff and I was like well I don't really understand this and then I was in a particularly unpleasant situation at work actually I was being bullied horrendously and um I was being told on a daily basis you don't know what you're doing mm. and that's really hard when yeah. a you you do know what you're doing but everybody has that little little pixie of doubt in yes. the back of their mind don't they scratching away and when somebody says that to you over and over again yeah. you kind of go oh so I rejoined Twitter and I looked quite openly for the gardening community uh-huh. Um, and I just found this rich community of people who just kind of, you know, pulled me in and and just start. We just started talking yeah. and it was extraordinary. And I, you know, was offered work through it. So I, you know, I started doing my workshops yeah. purely and simply because Georgie Newbury at Common Farm Flowers said mm. to me, have you ever given a workshop before? Come and give a workshop. Um, you know, I... Yeah, and and I would do things like you know my my boss would go, who were all these people when I was standing on a stand at Chelsea because people would go hi 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 yes, and all yeah. of that stuff, um, and then yeah, and then I I moved down here and it just carried on happening. I suppose I think you know I think a lot of people are really down on social media. Mm. I think if you use it in a positive and constructive way. I'm proof that social media can change your life. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
and I, you know, my, my you know, and you learn, don't you, Jen, over the years, you know, when you first start, you get involved in every conversation and you're prepared to have a row and yeah. all of that stuff. And you just learn over the years that actually treat social media the same as you would if you were in a, in a, a room full of people. Yeah. There are always going to be people that you're not that keen on. Sure. There are always going to be people that pick a fight, just don't get involved. Mm. You know, all of that stuff, treat it like a room yeah. full of people. And it's it's a great way of making a community. And when you are, so, you know, I am so ridiculously focused on gardens and gardening and incredible edible and all that stuff. It, you know, it, it's quite easy for me to just always find something that I can chat about yeah. because there's so much going on in the world. And I think particularly right now, mm. you know, there's a whole load of doom and gloom out there. Yeah. Let's not pretend that we live in a perfect world because we don't but let's find the positivity and spread that yes yeah instead yeah, of yeah. instead of all the Doom other stuff yes yeah. absolutely um and I, I I always feel slightly out of the loop in your shouty half hour but it makes me giggle nonetheless <laughs> for those for those who don't oh, know oh my goodness Twitter. so so a shouty half hour is hysterical and and it's hysterical because I didn't coin the phrase. Oh, okay. So, shouty half hour is a mainly tongue in cheek comment on Gardener's World. It's not anything being unkind or nasty to the to the presenter because actually, I'm quite a big fan of Monty Don in other scenarios. Um, but yeah, so so it began because I had obviously started to shout about God, watching Gardener's World previously. Um, but my husband arrived on, he he was, I'm not going on Twitter, I'm not going on Twitter, yes. I'm not going on Twitter. And then in the end he went, oh, for goodness sake, all right. If it just means that I can have a conversation with you, then we, I'll go on Twitter. Probably the only way he gets to talk yeah. to you. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so there we were sitting one evening and I can't remember what had been said, but I shouted at the television <laughs> and Andy tweeted, oh, here we go. Here goes shouty half hour. <laughs> And I obviously retweeted it, and that's where it just came from. Um, and it goes on now, and it's, you know, it's funny. It's yeah. not, you know, occasionally, it's occasionally, it's real. Oh, for goodness sake, why did you say that? Because that's not right. But, but you know, generally, it's just, it's just, I don't know if it's humorous, but it's, you know, it's a slightly, it's a slightly kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah it's just a comment on what is what is going on on the screen in front of me and it does drive me mad I mean you know I love the program I've been watching it since I was knee high to a grasshopper um but you know it's not exactly it doesn't exactly say what most people's experience of gardening is okay, yeah. uh, so yes but yeah so that's that's the story behind it and on it goes and um, have you ever had any direct or twitter communication with Monty Don? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I worked, I worked on a program with him last year. Um, yeah, it was hysterically funny. So I did a, a, a thing of big dream, small spaces with one of our volunteers. Uh, yeah. Actually, so we have this amazing volunteer, Ross. He is, oh, I love him. Um, he was homeless when I first met him, and he got homed, and then he decided he wanted an allotment, and then he decided he was going to apply for big dream, small spaces. So I just kind of went, "Yeah, brilliant, brilliant," you know, carry on, yeah. thinking never in a million yes. years is this going to happen. So then he sent me a message one day saying, oh, "Sarah, um, I've got, I've got the, I've got the gig on big wow. dream, small spaces. And what I haven't told you is I've put you forward as my mentor," <laughs> and I went 
with Monty? And he went, yeah, 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 with Monty. And I was like, okay. And actually, I have to say, it was delightful working with him. Really yeah. delightful working with him. Um, and yeah, so, you know, we've, we've eyeballed each other, as it were. We have conversations all the time um, on on Twitter. And, you know, the occasional direct message conversation, um, you know, because he's, a, he's you know, he's, he's fine. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's just, he comes across as a really lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, it, you did, know, you, it, did you reference shouty half hour in your conversations on the on the TV when you know when you well, met him in real life? No, you said, oh, it's you. No, no, <laughs> no. There was no reference whatsoever. But we did have a conversation about Gardner's World, which was hysterically funny and quite barbed. I think we were both avoiding the shouty half hour sort of conversation <laughs> whilst knowing yes. whilst knowing exactly what we were talking about, which was quite amusing. Yeah. Um, and what would you say that, um, like, your passion comes across so clearly? And but what's what's the kind of most challenging things around around what you do with the community gardening and changing things? I think I try not to think about the negative challenges, mm. um, and there aren't that many. I mean, you know, occasionally there's very very occasionally there's a little bit of vandalism. Mm-hmm. But that's not a massive challenge yeah. because you just you just replant and ignore it. Um, our biggest challenge is always working with what I will describe as power because it's not necessarily the council, but it's you know people who don't quite get what we do. Yeah. Um, and and you know there's 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 been some there's actually there's been some social media backlash, um, particularly around the the bear pit garden. Interestingly, oh, okay. people tend to you know go what would you do that for it's just going to get trashed right. um waste of public money or you know all of that stuff not yeah. knowing that actually very little public money has gone into it you know that actually it's been there for you know and touch wood and i am touching wood as i say <laughs> um that you know nothing's gone wrong nothing's mm. been vandalized it doesn't interestingly it doesn't even get tagged yeah. uh, so that that's a challenge people's perceptions are a challenge the biggest challenge the biggest challenge is people who go oh but you can't eat food from the side of the road okay. that's that's that, that's the one thing that drives me nuts of course you can where are farms folks yes <laughs> they're by the side of the roads so yeah so that's always an interesting one um but you know we i think if if you'd have asked me that question two years ago i would have said definitely the council mm-hmm. but actually i think because we've carried on and we've done stuff and we've proven that we're not just creating sort of roadside allotments mm. that it's about really challenging the perception of what public space is used for that they are starting to go this is a good thing Mm, yeah and in terms of kind of what's you know looking ahead to to the future and sort of both for you and for your community and for the planet kind of what would your dream that's a massive question because there's like three parts to one massive dream Sarah what's your vision um so I somebody said to me a while ago now you know where will incredible edible be in 20 years time and i hope that we are all on holiday somewhere lying down having a rest um and that it's just become normal mm, yes you know that that people feel that public space is just that it's public space mm. it's space for the public and so that they can ask to do things in those spaces that we can grow food we can make sure our pollinators are happy you know that, that there will be an easy way of find you know if you see a piece of land of saying i want this piece of land who does it belong to where do i go what yeah. do i do and that it's just become normalized you've done yourself out of a job yeah basically yeah. yes yeah 
but you know then I can have a rest <laughs> because I like the idea of a rest yeah absolutely yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing that always intrigues me about lots of projects like this is is you and you touched on it briefly at the start is the the kind of funding aspect of it yeah. and you've found a way to kind of draw in big business and things into it we have we so I mean funding's funding for anything is always a challenge yes um but but we've you know we found some really great ways around it I mean first of all you know we have two or three really great local garden centers and nurseries who just support us in any which way they can um so it might be that they you know they say look we've got these plants they're not great but we know you can nurture them and and you know this time next year they'll be fine to go out in a garden it might be that um they sponsor a particular project um it might be you know whatever it might be you know phone call to say look we've got all these pallets do you need them are you making compost bins anywhere you know that kind of stuff but then the other thing that we do is whenever we get a new community of people who go we found this space we want to do this you know the first things they always say is we need we need a constitution because we need a bank account because we need funding and my question is always for what what is it you want to do because they always have these grand ideas of raised beds and you know but actually what you want to do is want to grow some food in that space yeah so let's just pull some resources so you know we get more seeds thrown up at us than you know don't if you live in bristol don't ever buy a seed because come on <laughs> come please, there, yeah. please come and get some of these seeds so you know so that's fine most people have access to a spade mm. or a trowel mm. or whatever um yes we generally need to buy some compost for the space but actually friendly garden centers will always give you compost that's been broken as it's been uh, come okay. off the, the yeah, back yeah. of the lorry so that's that's not so difficult um so actually if you've got 10 people and they each put their pocket in their hand into their pocket and pull out five pounds yeah you've got 50 quid yeah which is more than enough to start yeah and that was kind of going to be one of my questions is you know what if if somebody's listening to this and they think I want mm. I want that in my community mm. um and you know as much as you kind of want it it reaches a point where you have to kind of start doing the work you know if you want something to happen yeah. you have to make the change you have to do it and say, yeah what what advice would you be and that's uh, that's brilliant advice because I think all too often these kinds of amazing projects get bogged down in the the, the like you said the constitutions yeah. and the health yeah. and safety and the, yes. it's like get a spade get yeah. some seeds yeah absolutely you know get a spade get some seeds we you know we cover everybody for insurance so as long as you've got incredible edible in your name okay we in in bristol you know you're covered um also you know do a good health and safety talk and say to people please don't put a spade through your foot you know that's always a good thing and and you know so so you know we we've done a lot on very 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 little Mm. um and we did i mean we were very lucky in 2015 we did get a a, a sum of money mm-hmm. um and we went out and we bought more tools and you could throw a brick yeah. at and you know all that stuff so you know so, so the organization has spent money mm-hmm. cleverly to make sure that everybody can have everything that they possibly need yeah. um so actually you know there's there's a real yeah so it is about looking looking at what you looking at what what you can resource yourself yes. um and some people jen genuinely don't have a fiver and yeah. that's fine that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, be, but the other thing that we we do is when we work with with businesses, um, particularly if we're making a garden for a business, we say to them, right, this is this is what it's going to cost. In that cost is 
a percentage that goes back into a community garden. So they get to support a community garden for actually what is a ridiculously small amount of money. Um, And, and those are the gardens where people go, well, actually we, you know, we haven't got that. Yes. So we can funnel bits into that from, from, from business. And the business is then almost getting, you know, two gardens for the price of one, aren't they? Because yeah, they've got absolutely. The, the garden that they want and they, and, and that feel the yeah. factor of, of absolutely. Garden, and there's so. that really great link there that, you know, they can visit each other's gardens. They can get involved in each other's gardens. It gives them, you know, businesses are always contacting us and saying, you know, we, we want to do some corporate responsibility yeah. days. Where can we go? Well, if you've got a link with the garden already, you can yeah. just go, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's, it's a great way of getting people, you know, quite a lot of these businesses, people don't necessarily live in the city. Yeah. So it's a great way of getting businesses actually involved with stuff that is going on in the city centre. And as you, and, and as you say, making those those links and um, mm. goes back to what we said before. You could have two really people you would never ever put in the same place. Yeah. Um, you know, having a conversation yeah. and giving both sides a better understanding of where oh, the no. other one is coming Absolutely. from. Absolutely. And actually, you know, often you find that these businesses are really out of their comfort zones, mm. but they learn a huge amount yes. by coming along to a space that, you know, we ha- we had a group of volunteers last year from a large organisation that everybody would know, but I'm not going to tell you who it was, um, who came along to our park, which is a space that has some quite serious social issues um and um you know they were quite what is the phrase freaked out well they were certainly weren't comfortable mm. um and and we kind of forced them in a way in a gentle way but you know they'd bought food along with them for lunch and they'd bought a ridiculous amount yeah. and um we said to them look guys you know there are people in need over there take what's left yeah. off you go and they were a bit kind of oh well really yes and you will find that they are just people like you and I mm. only they haven't got a job and they haven't got a house yeah. because they've got all these massive problems that you and I don't have yes um uh, you know and off they toodled and they went with these sandwiches and they gave them to these people and they ended up having a long conversation with them and it you know and they all left going well, we've really learned something today. Yeah. And that's really important. But also that great thing where you say to a business comes along and they say, right, what are the outcomes? Yes. And what do the outcomes need to be today? And I say, well, you all need to have a really good time. Yes, yeah. That, that blows their minds. <laughs> yes, yes, but what do we need to get done? You need to have a good time. <laughs> Can't compute. <laughs> what, what, what? That's weird. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've touched on so much. Um, and we've, we've, You've kind of done it um, in bits and pieces as we're going along, but what would you say your kind of top tips are for for building community on, you know, in in a physical space and in the kind of online space as well? So I think I think not being judgmental is the first thing. Um, I think going, you know, speaking to people as you would want to be spoken to yourself. Yeah. You know, all those things you were told when you were five, <laughs> they still count when you're a grown up yes. in any space. Um, I think. So here's the thing, I think, I think I might have just, it might have just clicked. (laughs) Everything we do with Incredible Edible is bottom up. Mm -hmm. We don't ever go, we're going to make a garden in your community and aren't you lucky? And then we're going to leave you to look after it. We wait for people to come and whisper in our ears that they've got an idea and can we help them? Um, And I think I've done the same on social media. I think I've allowed myself to be there. Mm -hmm. I've allowed myself to have conversations 
I haven't been. I hope I haven't been judgmental. Um, although people might argue that shouty half hour is judgmental, but apart from shouty half hour, I haven't been judgmental. Yes. You know, I just I'm just me. Yeah. Um, and you know, I learn as I go on that the more you learn, the more you realise you know absolutely yes. nothing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really powerful thing to take with you mm-hmm. that you know you can learn something from everybody. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and if if you go through the day and you haven't learned anything, then you've not had a successful day. Yes. Um, so I guess that's it. It's yeah. just a case of going. I'm here. I'm happy to help. Yeah. Let us know what we can do. And yeah. and I think that that's probably it. Yeah. And I I love that idea of and and as you were saying it, it's as you say it kind of clicks a bit. And I think oh, because you know I've got some Facebook groups and things and 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 it's it's almost that idea of creating that space yeah and just allowing here's a space for you to all come together and have the conversations that you might not be able to have with um you know your family or your friends because they don't really get what you're doing but there's a space here and it's safe and it's warm and it's friendly here you go yeah absolutely it's not my space it's for you guys it's 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 for everybody and and get involved because why wouldn't you yeah absolutely and then the very last um well, the the penultimate question, actually. Um, <laughs> what would you say is is kind of one thing that everybody can do today that would make the world a better place? You know, smile at that, somebody. Smile at somebody. Yeah. I thought Walk you were going to say plant a plant. <laughs> no, no. I, I would seriously say hold your head up and smile at somebody yeah. because you know you don't know what what people have had going on in that day, in their day. Yes. But that smile could make all the difference. I love that. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's been an absolute joy to chat to you, Sarah. I kind of knew it would be. And and I love it when you, we haven't met, but you know, when you kind of meet people, you, yes. see, you interact with people on Twitter and then and then you meet them in real life or you have a conversation and it's... And, it's, and you go, yay, they are what <laughs> yeah, I thought they were. Exactly. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I knew it was going to be a joy and you haven't uh, failed in any way whatsoever. Where Brilliant. can we find you online if we want to find out more? So I am online at, at on twitter at sarah limbach yeah i'm on instagram at sarah limbach i'm on facebook at sarah venn the physic blogger um i think that's it brilliant oh and obviously there are all the incredible edible bristol pages which i manage as well so that's there's an incredible edible bristol group an incredible edible bristol page and an, an edible bristol twitter feed and an edible bristol instagram feed and there is also the incredible edible network page on facebook which i also help with just saying that, I'm like, how do you ever find the time to step away from the computer? <laughs> so, do you, do you want to seriously know? People ask me this all the time. How do you find the time to do this? I don't drive, so I spend quite a lot of time on the bus. Okay. I use that time yes. very productively. <laughs> Did you do a little happy dance when there was free Wi Fi on the bus when they first yes. introduced Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, yes. So, so that that is honestly it. I probably spend about two hours a day on a bus, and so that's you know that I hate I hate not not doing anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's when I do stuff. That's your time. Brilliant. But it is the joy of having a smartphone. Yes. Yeah. 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 What did we ever do? Before? I cannot even imagine. <laughs> Talk to people, maybe. Um, 
and I, I, what I'll do is I'll link to all those in the in the kind of notes right. for the show. Um, and on the actual Incredible Edible Bristol website, there's a wealth of resources on there, aren't there, for anybody wanting yes. to yeah, kind of find absolutely. out more start there. Yeah, lots and lots and lots on on what we do, how we did it, you know, all of that stuff. And equally on the Incredible Edible Network page, there's there's a huge amount of resources around how to start your own group. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute so well. You've been listening to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. If you've enjoyed the show, do leave a review and make sure you tell all your friends. And I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts and feedback. So do drop me an email on jen at jengale.co.uk or hop over to Facebook and join my Sustainable Life community. Sustainable Life.